Would the congregation please stand and face the procession? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit, that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved you in as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us. And for his sake, God forgives us all of our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. Holy God, our righteous judge, daily your mercy surprises us with everlasting forgiveness. Strengthen our hope in you and grant that all the peoples of the earth may find their glory in you. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. A reading from Jeremiah. Although our iniquities testify against us, act, O Lord, for your name's sake. Our apostasies indeed are many, and we have sinned against you. O hope of Israel, its savior in time of trouble, why should you be like a stranger in the land, like a traveler turning aside for the night? Why should you be like someone confused, like a mighty warrior who cannot give help? Yet you, O Lord, are in the midst of us, and we are called by your name. Do not forsake us. Thus says the Lord concerning this people. Truly, they have loved to wander. They have not restrained their feet. Therefore, the Lord does not accept them. Now he will remember their iniquity and punish their sins. Have you completely rejected Judah? Does your heart loathe Zion? Why have you struck us down so that there is no healing for us? We look for peace but find no good, for a time of healing but there is terror instead. We acknowledge our wickedness, O Lord, the iniquity of our ancestors, for we have sinned against you. Do not spurn us for your name's sake. Do not dishonor your glorious throne. Remember and do not break your covenant with us. Can any idols of the nations bring rain? Or can the heavens give showers? It is, is it not you, O Lord our God? We set our hope on you, for it is you who do all this. The word of the Lord. 
A reading from 2 Timothy. As for me, I am already being poured out as a libation, and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. From now on there is reserved for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. At my first defense, no one came to my support, but all deserted me. May it not be counted against them. But the Lord stood by me and gave me strength, so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. So I was rescued from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and save me for his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and regarded others with contempt. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee standing by himself was praying thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, thieves, rogues, adulterers, and even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of all my income. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even look up to heaven, but was beating his breast and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his home justified rather than the other. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, but all who humble themselves will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Anybody afraid of spiders here? There's a big one heading towards you, Gene, right, right there. I don't know what he's doing. He's here to worship, apparently, so we'll, we'll see where he goes. <laughs> Jesus tells a parable today about those who trust in themselves. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
Today's gospel sounds a little bit like some of the political ads that I've heard recently. Hmm? I know everything. That person knows nothing. I am going to be the savior of everything because everything that I'm saying will become law as soon as I'm elected. The other person's an idiot. Have you heard any of those ads or seen those political debates? Jesus tells a parable today, and just like last week, Luke tells us what it's about before we hear the parable. This parable is about those who trust in themselves that they are righteous. The Greek here is sort of interesting because the word that's translated as trust in oneself actually is a word that is normally translated as persuade. Those who do these mental gymnastics to persuade themselves that they are in fact all that are offensive to God. Hmm? We might even translate it those who delude themselves by thinking that they are all that are offensive to God. We meet two people. One's a Pharisee. Why are they always picking on the clergy, lawyer types? That's what I want to know. Like all the Pharisees in the Bible are idiots, right? And of course, we have in the gospel two men. Women get off scot-free in this one today. It's the men that are causing the problems, right? One is a Pharisee. And he thinks he's all that. So when he goes to the temple to pray, which, by the way, was a good thing. He's honoring the Sabbath. He's there just like the other guy. He gets up there and he says, look at me, look at me, look at me. I tithe my money. Yeah. I fast twice a week. Oh, baby. And look at that poor miserable slob there. The one who's sort of off to the corner there, the tax collector. You know, tax collectors were not well thought of. You, you getting that from the gospel these days? <laughs> tax collectors were sort of like in cahoots with the Roman government. So nobody liked them. Everybody hated them. <laughs> but somebody had to collect the taxes, right? I, I was trying to think of a modern-day equivalent to what a tax collector is. And I came up with the poor people who work at the Bureau of Motor Vehicles. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine have that, have that job? I mean, everybody just hates you. Like you walk in, you're doing something for people. You're getting them a license. You're giving them uh, uh, tags for their car. You're doing something for them. But when you go into the BMV, you know you're going to have to wait. So you just hate it, right? And you sort of release all that on this poor person who's sitting there just typing and giving you what they need. Yeah, would you like a vanity plate? Okay, all right, that'll be $537. No, it's not that much. But a tax collectors were a little bit like that. So why the one guy is saying, look at me, look at me, look at me, notice the tax collector won't even look at God. His, his head's down. He's beating his breast. He knows that he is a sinner. And Jesus says, so if these two people, the one who bragged all the time on Facebook about how great he was, and the one who just knows that he's sinful, that one, which of these two do you suppose went down from the temple justified? Jesus says it was the sinner. Does the other one not get any justification at all? He tithes. <laughs> yeah, we like that in the church. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
He fasts, we like that. He comes to church, we like that. But Jesus says he had persuaded himself that he was righteous. Why does he need God? He doesn't need God. He, he's got it all, right? It's October, the end of October, and we are headed in to stewardship season in the church. I know it's hard. It's like you're listening to public radio and they start that sweepstake, sweeps week, right? And they're talking about how you might give, and I'm thinking, could I just hear the news? And I got a tote bag, so I don't need another one. I got the tote, all right? Do you ever feel like that with stewardship? Come on. I know we do this once a year. We ask you to think about your giving to the church, da 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 And you're thinking, Pastor, off. <laughs> Going to be thinking about what I'm doing this afternoon. Maybe I'll just come back in Advent when all of this is over. Okay. But it's curious to me that Jesus in today's gospel has at least something to say about our motivations for giving. Do we give because we think we're all that? Or do we understand that we have received mercy that we've didn't deserve at all, and yet we have an opportunity to give? This year, in our stewardship campaign, you're gonna be getting a letter from me this week. I know, coming actually through the mail. You know, not on email. Not on Twitter, but an actual envelope, you know, that you could open. And what I'm going to be talking about this year is I want you to pray and think about giving at the same time. All right? Can you handle that? Do two things at once? All right? I want you to pray about what God has gifted you with and then how you might turn that around in a gift to God. How might you do that? And how do you think about how you give? I got another zinger for you. Jesus tells us all these parables. Do you know how many of our Lord's parables have to do with money? One-third of them. 33%. One out of every three parables that Jesus tells is about money. Do you think it mattered to him? the way we give and how we give to support, and what is it going to mean for all of us to think about how we give and to pray about it? Hmm. That's tough stuff, isn't it? It's tough for me. I mean, think about what God has given you. How, how do I give? Or do I just parade around the church? Look at me and all my finery. See this gold lame I got going down here, right? Yeah, look at me. I'm not like those other people. I live up in Muirfield. I drive a BMW, right? I'm not like those people on the other side of the river down there, right? Do you see the problem? If we think we're righteous, we're not in a position to receive God's blessings. If we think we're all that, are we really listening for how God is moving in our lives? Or have we just decided, we're good, good to go. Thank you, Jesus, just let me in. All right, I'm ready. Let me tell you the parable this way. Two men, I'll say men because that's who Jesus picks on in the parable. Two men come to church one day at Prince of Peace. The one pulls into the lot and there's a parking space right there. 
And he immediately decides that God must have given him that parking space. So despite the fact that he doesn't see that it's handicapped, doesn't matter. He just pulls right into that spot. The other man parks way in the back and walks in. The one man, as I mentioned earlier, once he hears the pastor talking about stewardship, says, uh-uh, not going there. He's not doing that to me, turns the pastor off. The other man begins to think about, how might I use my gifts? How might I think about what God has given me to help Christ's church? The one man on the way out shakes the pastor's hand and says, thanks a lot for that. Oh, you don't think I get that? <laughs> thanks a lot, pastor. It's all we needed was another speech about money. And goes on his way home. The other guy doesn't even go through the line. But as he's walking back to his car, begins to think, what, what do I need to give? How might I use what God has given me for the work of Christ's church? Now, which one of those do you suppose was justified in the eyes of God? Well, here's the good news. If you read the whole gospel, everybody finds a way to be justified by Jesus. Even people who are sinners end up being justified by Jesus. So they're both saved, although one has sort of an attitude. The one decides to think about and pray about what he gives. The other one, well, not so much. You see, the one gets it. And the other one doesn't. They both get salvation, but one of them gets it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
let us confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life of Christ. Trusting in God's power and promises, let us come together in prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for the astounding beauty of this world. As we look up and around at all that you have created, let us be reminded of your love and be filled with joy. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. In places of trouble, conflict, or violence throughout the world, send your, your church to bring us bring your message of love, hope, and reconciliation. Encourage us to be persistent in prayer for peace and justice. Lord, in your mercy. In our communities, bring us together to watch over and care for each other. Help us to keep our arms wide open as we welcome and embrace those who are new to our neighborhood, workplace, school, church, or group. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, you teach us to be humble and to hold no one in contempt. Increase our desire to grow in understanding of those whose life experiences have been different from ours. Lead us to share generously of our time, talents, and resources with those in need. Remind us to always be thankful for all that you have given us. Lord, in your mercy. We, we pray especially for those who feel hopeless, and for, for anyone who is hurting in mind or body. We name them now, either silently or aloud. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, help us to fight the good fight, to finish the race, and to, to keep the faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. Let us share that peace with one another. God's peace be with you. Peace, peace, God's peace. We invite you to be seated at this time for a couple of announcements. Welcome. To all those visiting with us today, a special welcome to those uh, who are joining us online. Uh, keep Pastor Tim in your prayers. He is down in Guatemala with our mission group. Uh, Rachel says he's doing fine. In fact, she says they were eating a bunch of tamales all spread out before him last night, right? Is this a mission trip? What's going on down there? I don't know. But they are meeting with our Fundamaya group in Guatemala, so pray for their time uh, together down there and their safe uh, travel back next Friday. 
And speaking of next Friday, not only is our mission trip returning, but we are having a grand event here at the church. It's a seasonal event. We are going to have a trunk or treat, so you can come in your costumes, any ages. And then at 7 o'clock, so the trunk or treat's around 6.30, and then at 7 o'clock, we have an organist who is going to play underneath the old black and white, do you remember black and white film and I mean, and, and sometimes photos used to be in black and white. I know that's hard to believe. But we're going to have an organist play underneath the Phantom of the Opera. So it's going to be a wonderful night here at the church. Uh, that starts at 7, but the trick-or-treat at 6.30. And just so you know, this will be the one time when you're allowed to have popcorn in the sanctuary. One time only. And we're going to sweep the place out after that, all right? But it'll be a fun night. I hope you can join us on Friday night. Earlier that day, this is sort of a funny coincidence, we are having a blood drive. We're going to get your blood on Halloween. I don't know how that happened, but uh, uh, the blood drive is on that Friday also. And the sign-ups online have been going great. So sign up online. It allowed us to have a full capacity here uh, last time. But the blood drive is October 28th. You can sign up for that online. This is the last day to bring gifts for the College Connections. We're going to be sending out uh, those packages this week. So if you forgot something or have it at home or you haven't been to Costco yet to get it, hurry over there, bring it back today, and we'll include it in those care packages. Also, we are collecting meals for Lutheran Social Services Thanksgiving food collection. This is something we have done for many years. We try to have around 400 meals collected here, so that's a lot of green beans and uh, stuffing and everything. But a list of what we need is in uh, the, the uh, fellowship hall. You can pick that up when you're shopping, get some of those items, and we will assemble those for Lutheran Social Services coming up. Lots of other things going on. Uh, check out the peace signs. But we now continue our service of worship with the offering.
It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should all times and all places give thanks and praise to you. Almighty and merciful God, through our Savior, Jesus Christ, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so, with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth, and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending Holy God, our maker, redeemer, and healer, in the harmonious world of your creation, the plants and animals, the seas and stars were whole and well in your praise. When sin had scarred the world, you sent your Son to heal our ills and to form us again into one. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks and he broke it. And he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup. He gave thanks and he gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people, for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Remembering, therefore, his acts of healing his body given up, and his victory over death. We await that day when all the peoples of the earth will come to the river to enjoy the tree of life. Send your spirit upon us and this meal. As grains scattered on the hillside become one bread, so let your church be gathered from the ends of the earth, that all may be fed with the bread of life, your Son. Through him all glory and honor is yours, almighty Father, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, both now and forever. Amen. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come.
God of the abundant table, you have refreshed our hearts in this meal with bread for the journey. Give us your grace on the road that we might serve our neighbors with joy for the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Go in peace, love your neighbor.